Welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence podcast. I am your host, Tammy Montgomery Dozier. Once again, thank you for listening. I am very excited about this week's podcast. I have my very special guest, my grandfather, James Anderson. Hey, granddaddy, how you doing? Doing fine. That is so good. That is so good. I'm happy to have you on here. And I know you just celebrated a very special day, which is your birthday. Tell the people how old you are. 97 years old, born September 18, 1923. That is a beautiful thing. I am so happy about that. Awesome. So, Granny, where were you born? Born in Tyler County, Mississippi. Okay. So during that time, was there slavery during that time when you were born? Well, slavery had been, I don't know how many years now, when slavery was born in 1860, I think it was. Okay. My dad, my granddad, he was, he was born in slavery. Mm-hmm. He was sold from, uh, I don't know what country he was sold from over in Africa. and. They uh, brought him, he walked from, uh, well, after he got off the ship, he got got off in in, in the state of uh, South Carolina. Mm. And he was sold to to some part in in Alabama. I don't know. I guess some Anderson in Alabama he was sold to. So they they took me. Well, I don't know if it was Alabama he was sold to, but... He, somebody in Mississippi had bought him, and they was Anderson had bought him mm. here. And he married my great-grandma's daughter. Okay. <laughs> and she told him, and he was a dark-skinned man, and she was, you know, her grandmother, she was a slave, and she was half-white, you know, and she, she was a half white, I don't know, was a Thorman or some Thorman was her daddy. Uh-huh. And, and she was half white too. And then and he was a dog man and she, he told her, Well, if she married him, she would never have to work in the field. Mm. So she married him. She married him and she never did go to the field to work. And so she, she told me, she said, I told him he married me. He married me, and then I made him stick to his word. I never did go to the field of work. <laughs> she meant what she said, huh? Yeah, she meant what she said. So they had three boys and two girls. Okay. One was named Aunt Lula, and the other was named, uh, I can't call her name. I forgot her name. She moved over in the depth. I get her okay. name. Aunt Lula, she was. She she's still around. She's still around. My dad and they didn't leave the the neighbors before they were bought from slavery. He, he they never did leave it from off of the plantation. Cause that's why my dad had passed away on the plantation. What my grand great grandmother worked for, and she worked for the slave people in the kitchen all the time. My great grandmother, she didn't ever have to work in the fields. She just worked in the kitchen to cook for all the people, mm-hmm. what they had working for. 
So, Granddaddy, did you live on that same plantation? Yeah, that's why I was raised up on the same plantation. We had to farm and pick cotton and chop cotton and all. So it wasn't too much that, you know, that we had to, had to one a time, we had to raise hogs and we had to hunt rabbits. <laughs> okay. Thanks to live at that time. So it was, I know. When I was a kid, I remember that. Time. I, rem- I remember you guys used to slaughter. I used to see the hogs, and I used to actually yeah. feed the hogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. So when I grew up, I had to cut paper wood, haul paper wood and stuff, and farm and farm too, and raise the cheering up. So, okay. and all, all the work I used to work. To go to Memphis and work in this one of time and and come back and work work in the field this summer times. Then give them a crop. Then I go back to work in Memphis. I used to work in Memphis down on Chelsea Street. And mm-hmm. well, I don't know how many years I went. Then I had after I came out of I went to went to you all and work. I was, down there in the foot lot back there. I worked there a little town they called West We Go. That's right out from you all in there in Harvey, Louisiana. And so there was a lot of, a lot of going in a lot of places. Then I left and went to Milwaukee, but I didn't find a job. Then I had came back and informed for a few years. Then after you Maturing with left and somewhat my dad one, your mother left from Chicago and Hosea left and I stopped farming and I worked at the Holmes County Public School for twenty three years and that's where I retired from. Okay. So Granddaddy, so, you know, like it's it's a pandemic now. So uh, in nineteen eighteen they had the Spanish flu and I know you weren't born to later on. Did they ever talk about that? The Spanish flu? The flu. The flu they had. Yeah, they used that. They just talk about that. Talk about it. But, you know, that, that's when the Indians, they were still here at that time. Uh-huh. And they, they were telling the Indians, we were like, I don't, they was, had no war right where we was, but they telling the Indians, well, when they brought the flu, flu over here and told them, get them the flu and told them the wrapped up in a white sheet and they had the flu and, and that, that would cure them a wet sheet. And they did that and they, they, so many thousands of them died at that oh, time. Really? So they were telling the Indians that it was it was them that was bringing it over here? Yeah, they the one brought it over here. It wasn't no flu oh. here till they came. Oh, wow. So did it spread yeah. all the way to the south too, like in Mississippi? Oh, yeah, people had it. It was Indian here in Mississippi when I was when I was young, young. It was people here in Mississippi. Indian was here then. How long did that last? It lasted. It was Indian here going till night till in the while well, it's somewhere around till night in till nineteen thirty some thirty some. Ah. Oh, one of my cousin, her mother was. 
Well, she was half Choctaw Indian. Uh-huh. Her mother, her mother was. And my daddy's first wife, she was a, what Choctaw Indian was her, her mother's dad. So they was all mixed, mixed up at time. We had a lot of people. Well, we got some now here. Have, you know, kin to the Indians here. Okay. In Mississippi. So we're all around mixed up, huh? We got so many different things in us. <laughs> we all around mixed up now. We, we talked to him up here in Carthage. I'm from Carthage on the reservation. Now we got the reservation up there. That's where the casino at up there on the reservation. I'm from Carthage, Mississippi. That's the Indian reservation where the, the Choctaw Indian, that's where the uh, casino at up there. So during your time in your life, did you ever have to deal with a lot of racism? Well, at the time we didn't, but there was a lot going on. But we, it wasn't no too many people on the plantation. We didn't have about, about 10 or 15 houses around where I lived that we wouldn't live in no big population of the people. Okay. So you guys grew your own food. And so you guys pretty much had everything you needed right there. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have everything we needed, but we grew all the you know corn and and uh, hog hogs and had milk cows and stuff like that. But we had to buy the you know all the sugar and, and stuff like that, and sugar and flour. So we had to had meal to make the cornbread, but we had to buy the flour and the sugar. The most thing we had to buy at that time, you know, we didn't have no money to buy nothing else with, because we couldn't make, wasn't making, but, uh, folks, I had to work at time for 50 cents a day. Uh-huh. That's what I was working for when I was a young boy. That's in my the grown people that I think they was getting a dollar a day for oh, work. Oh, wow. Not much at all for all the work that you guys did. That's not well, yeah. at all. And we had to work not not work eight hours a day. We had to work from sun up to sundown. Sometimes it'd be about fourteen hours. Wow. Fifteen hours a day. I don't yeah. think half of the people today will be able to do what you all did. Ooh, no, they wouldn't. We had, <laughs> we had I, to cut logs and you know, cut House wood, cut stove wood, but no, but no electric. Had to burn coal oil lamps mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the coal oil run, we had to have a pine knob to store in the fire to make a light in the house. If we didn't have the money to buy coal oil, coal oil wasn't about ten cents a gallon, but we didn't have the ten cents to buy the coal oil. Mm. <laughs> wow. I said, no, y'all live, people living in heaven outside, we was. I'm sure. And we never we never did get nothing for Christmas but an apple and a orange. That's all we got. That's, that's once a year. And I'm sure you appreciated that when you got that. Yeah, that's right. We we was happy as a, the boy says, a feelock in them time. They had a bird they called feelock. He just put the ball so I know you were married to my grandmother for a long time. How long were you guys married? Man, seventy-three years. Wow, that is seventy-three years up until her passing. So, how did you guys meet? 
what? We didn't have nowhere to go but to the church. We met at church, and that's where we got married at a church. Okay. Wasn't no, wasn't no clubs or nothing at that time. In my day, was no clubs and nothing like that. People had a little, sometime the people would had anything, they'd have it at the house. They call it, we gonna have a little stomp down the night. So okay. that's what, so <laughs> what they call it. Granddaddy, I know you have some of those uh, poems and sayings. Give me one of those poems that you used to say to Grandma. Well, I told her if she was a tiger, I'd hang around her den. I'd talk just to you, my darling, till you let me in. If she was a horse, and I was a old brave mare, I'd just stand and let you bite me, and I'd never move a half. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah, I think that another one I told her if you was a rainbow with your beautiful skin. I started walking. Started walking, I'll follow you to the end. <laughs> <laughs> that is lovely. So, Granddaddy, what advice would you have to the younger generation, to us, about how to live a long life and how to live a good life? You know, I know you well, had a long time at the beginning, but but you're still here because you're very active. Well, I tell an old baby. Older people, honor your honor. The older people, older than you, don't care how how old, young they were. If they were old, and you supposed to honor the people, honor the people, and and you supposed to go to school, and you supposed to say, "Yeah, I'm no ma'am to the older people," and in mm-hmm. that school and at home and everywhere, you your grandfathers and grandmother. All of them, you supposed to obey them just like you did your mother. And then uh, the Bible said, you know, if you obey, obey, you know, if your grown people and look up to them, you say you, you know, you have a longer life. But people don't, the children now don't, they don't, they don't expect that nobody now. They, yeah. they don't say, yeah, they say, yeah to you and you don't say yeah no so to you they don't recognize nobody don't care how old you are so what they don't that's why they that's why the days is being cut short. Yeah. No respect. Obey your mother and father and your days shall be long up on the land which the Lord God giveth to you. I don't think nobody teach the children how to obey the grown people now. So what would you tell, what'd you, and I know what you're saying, so what is some more advice that you would give? Like everything that's going on in politics and looks like this world has just gone crazy. Well, it is. People don't you know, recognize nobody. Just talk about everybody. You don't, you don't, you don't supposed to talk about nobody and calling everybody out of name. And what's going on all over the world now, you you just can't go out in public and just speak what you think. You got to know what, know what you're talking about and everything. You don't go out just reconciling what you think and tell people. You got to know what you're talking about. But seems like people's got so much. People's got, and you got no love now like we had back in them days. Mm-hmm. If we uh, see somebody in need, we would go 
help them. But people now they don't want to help nobody. They don't want to do nothing for nobody unless they pay them. We, we, we did things back in them days. Wasn't by any money or anything. We did it for love. Go help people that they in need. We go help people. That's what it's all about in the world today. But it seems like nobody want to help nobody. And so we get whatever we have. We think we better than everybody and all us. But people wasn't like that in them days. When I was coming up, we helped one another. People who was in the field chopping and they they crops and things and and we had got through it our we'd go help them we get through they get through chopping, get them out the field and all of that stuff. When I was a boy, we helped them to get through and where they could be out the hot sun. Mm-hmm. No, nobody wanna do anything for you now this and you pay them. That's right and money. Nobody wanna do nothing for nothing. Now they won't. If they could have do anything for you now, you got to pay. Yeah. If you ain't got no money, ain't nobody going to do anything for you now. So, Granddaddy, my last question for you. When it's all said and done, what do you want people to say about you? What do you want to well, leave behind your legacy? What do you want people to say about you? Well, I don't know. They don't have to see no say what I. I lived and everything. That's the only thing I could say because they could step by me because I always treated everybody right and I always obeyed. I never had a fight with nobody and I always got along with everybody. If they could say anything else, that's all I I went to the, been in the church ever since 1936. Joined the church. No, 34. I joined the church, and I've been in the church ever since many, many years up until now. You right. know, I look to the law, which come in our help, because, you know, all our help comes from the law. It look like people don't, don't obey, don't think about the law. Now, these days, they just think about themselves. Yes. Well, Granddaddy, I want to thank you for being on my show. You have been amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. I know I ain't. Speaking the right language, but you are speaking the right language, Granddaddy. You you speaking with wisdom. You're speaking with wisdom, and everybody loves and they know wisdom when they hear it. So I thank you, and I'm grateful that you're 97 okay. years old, and you can still speak and talk, and we can understand everything. And so I do thank you, and I love you. Okay. I love you. Okay. Yeah. All thank right. you. Thank you for okay. being on my show. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. I want to thank you for listening to What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence podcast. Again, my name is Tammy Montgomery Dozier, and I can be reached at 773 251 5537. 773 251 5537. Dot net. Again, thank you guys for listening and have a great day.